moving, I'm coding all night. Project won't compile, it'll be alright. Computer science for life, and that's my direction. Instead of B-Balls, my home is throw exceptions. Welcome to Dangerous Minds, where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a closer look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. Joining us on the program tonight is Cooper Assistant Admin, who lives open source solutions, and Cursor, a software developer with a master specializing in RF technology. At first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, DangerousThings.com, who delivers a custom gadgetry for the discerning hacker and biohacker. So check them out at DangerousThings.com if you'd like to. If you'd like or your organization would like to sponsor the efforts of Dangerous Minds Podcast, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or you know, check out DangerousMinds.io and we'll be glad to talk to you about it. Today we have a special bulletin. Pre a previous guest on Dangerous Minds, Rich Lee, is walking through a rough patch and is fighting for his kids. And as a community, we want to stand up with him and say, we want to help you, man. Rich has done a lot for advancing the grinding and biohacking community. So let's open up our wallets and go to his fun GoFundMe page. The address is gofundme.com slash cyborg dad. I'm going to say it again, you know, gofundme.com slash cyborg dad please pe people this is one dad standing up for another asking you to help him too now something to remember for all of our audience is that these stories are available to read in detail on our facebook page and twitter feed at the moment we're getting a lot of new subscribers and i want to thank you all out there um, but we'd like to see more from from you on the facebook page and seeing how you want our podcast to go um, they're also available on um, dangerousminds.io and if you have a story that should be mentioned, please post it on the Facebook wall and we'll do our best to share it in the next briefing podcast. Dangerous Minds podcast will bring you the interviews focusing on the people and the tech, but also news relevant to our common interest. So please stay tuned while we explore the evolving subject, as well as if there's someone you'd like us to interview, please email us at info at dangerousminds.io to pass along the possible focus of an episode. And this week, instead of going through regular no news stories, we're actually going to talk about uh, cyborgs, biohacking, uh, implantable technology in the media. It came up in my mind when I saw, you know, a couple weeks ago on Hulu, a Chicago Med uh, depiction in season two, episode six, which aired uh, October 27th of this year, entitled Alternative Medicine. Showed a bunch of, uh, group of preteen biohackers working on separate projects in the basement um, in which one of the researchers ended up in the ER because of a prototype uh, nanobot that they had swallowed uh, and attempted to pass through their digestive system. They designed it as being a, a device to be able to go in and, uh, you know, break up blockages, what have you, in the body. And yet, when, you know, often enough foreign objects are swallowed into the body, they can get caught in the digest digestive tract, create a blockage, and cause a great deal of pain, if not, you know, start killing off uh, life tissue that they need in order to survive. But it, it just seemed uh, to me that this might be a topic that we want to talk about because always the tech or augmentive that has received the tech in media, movies, what have you, is always the bad guy, always the villain. Uh, <laughs> you know, just an easy example, of course, the very first thing I thought of, especially when throwing my slides together for uh, my talk this coming week at uh, Austin Community College, which they have uh, Star Trek as 
the next generation as their big underlying thought process theme for the event. Uh, and they asked me to dress up in costume. Well, I don't have a Star Trek costume. I was always more of a Star Wars guy myself. And no, I'm not quoting uh, the decent Die Hard movie in which, uh, unfortunately, the character didn't recognize that Boba Fett was a Star Wars character Ouch. and made him look like a complete moron in front of a, you know, two of the hackers in that. But yeah, I, I personally am a fan of the Fett and I also, you know, am a bit of a Star Wars guy. I don't have anything really Trekkie around the house uh, other than my wife, who is a Trekkie. And, uh, you know, it, it would make sense if I showed up there that I would you know, be dressed as a Borg because, you know, they're a cybernetic organisms seeking perfection and their augmentation. But I don't know. What do you think, Cursor? Do you think that any, anybody that's always augmented is always the bad guy? Or have you ever seen anything in media where it's portrayed as the savior or even, you know, in a decent light? I'll give you a, just, just to balance the books, I can think of two um, cyberish people that are, are, um, maybe the good guys you've got Terminator you've got to have that one on that side he's kind of robotic if you can think of it in fact he is a robot right um, and then you've got maybe Iron Man doesn't fit into this category but he's kind of that sort of technology with you know the whole suit and things like that so maybe maybe, maybe that could push it there well you could definitely call Iron Man the ultimate wearable as yeah, a yeah. person with a suit the, though Technically, he could be considered an augmentative because he's got the electromagnet now in his chest that you know, keeps shrapnel from entering his heart. But it's like a north sense, doesn't it? Nonsense? What? A north sense. Oh, a north sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nonsense? What? That totally nonsense. lost me there. No, yeah, it looks... It kind of makes me, if I had the chance to get a North Sense, I would definitely want either an arc reactor tattooed around it. Yes. Or like yes. a giant um, compass rose since, well, it's like a compass that you implant. Some glowing LEDs would be great. <laughs> well, you know, it makes me wonder instead of, uh, you know, like an implantable X LED or x-flex led and that probably is on the drawing books from dangerousthings.com not really a plug but could be a plug <laughs> um you know i i know that it might be kind of cool especially after you know last week's conversation with um oh gosh i just yeah, justin i almost had a brain fart there of who what, what was his name he was talking about super capacitors it, that would be kind of interesting for like a first project after he develops, you know, a stable, decent supercapacitor to then incorporate with like a flex LED and a push button power switch. I was thinking, I was thinking about Justin when you said um, uh, about the TV show with moving it around the body. It's very, very similar to his Firefly project. You know how you could move the item or the the implant sort of thing around to target different areas. If you guys haven't heard heard that talk, it is a great talk. The guy is insanely clever. Like the stuff that he's achieved from such a young age is is incredible. Yeah, talking about such a young age 15 creating uh the beginnings of a fusion reactor in his basement it's insane it is insane i mean i can't even remember what i did at 15 but well <laughs> i know it wasn't creating that <laughs> yeah i definitely wasn't creating that i think i was playing golf for my high school team golf, golf. yeah golf you've had a high school team golf how, how can you play golf as a team well, it's just I you <laughs> I did play it in junior high as well, though. Um, it 
I can't really, you know, put a point on how can you play that kind of sport as a team in school. I mean, there's you and the caddy, right? That, that's that's a team. No, yeah, no, no, no caddy. No you caddy. Carry your own bag and <laughs> you do 18 holes. Uh, yeah. So, that that's very off topic. <laughs> so to to bring us back i guess we could uh talk further about other other instances of you know biohacking in the media and you know then look at like uh black mirror um oh, yeah. wasn't it like the first time you see the memory implant noticed is like episode one uh, no season one episode three so like this this is quite a weird one because I'd never really heard of it. I've seen it advertised and the way it's advertised is not at all what the show's like. Um, and then a buddy of mine said to go and watch it. And I watched a few episodes. I think I got to like the third episode before I actually realised what the whole point of it was. It's a massive like social commentary, which is great. But everyone will kind of like it because it's always involving some sort of tech that's related to, to what we're doing or what other people are doing, which is quite cool. But that, that episode that you're talking about there is, um, is, is pretty good. I don't know if you've, you've seen it yourself. Yeah, I've, I've seen it myself. It, it's kind of creepy, uh, to say the least. And you know, actually, it looks like that uh, as I watched other, other stuff in the back, other episodes as the show progressed on Netflix, since uh, I don't have you know, regular TV in the house. It, got even creepier you know, where they used it in interrogation and other instances uh, which involved like murder or what have you in the in the show and just exploring how that tech could possibly be used it really freaked me out uh, I, think, I think the the best thing about the show like that that one i'm not gonna put any spoilers in because i'm sure some people still catch up on it but it's like um one minute you like the guy, then you don't like the guy, then you like the guy. But all the way along, it's showing you how things like you wouldn't think of the way that you use the, the memory implant and mm-hmm. the way that you would use it normally. Like I know there's, there's probably a, like a, an X-rated scene in there. That, um, oh, yeah. yeah I think we've actually gone through that uh, topic before. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. I think you guys, you guys visited that um, on a week that I wasn't there. Yeah, seeing uh, first person the the other person's your well your own O face along with the other person for, through their eyes in a very awkward way. When, when I got the um, the message for what you guys were talking about after I came back from from what I was doing, I was like, well, I leave you guys for two minutes, and I, I don't know what happened to this show, but uh, apparently <laughs> the audience out there are enjoying that, so. Um, there we go. Well, yeah, it, it got honest. I'll put it that way. And but the funny part is, it, you know, I'm unfortunately I'm going to do a bit of a spoiler on it just because it leads so much into spoiler the alert. technology. We should have like a little buzz button for a spoiler alert kind of thing. I don't know if you <laughs> like wah, wah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Turn it off now. Put your Star Trek nerd on right there. Um, but. Yeah, the whole blocked feature to where you can ha- block someone and never see them again. You know, all you see is a wah, 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 uh, when they talk and then like this weird white uh, fuzz uh, of static where there is a person, but you don't know if it's that person. Everyone else you blocked, kind of like uh, blocking someone on Facebook, never having to see them ever again. It's like I'm... Um of the same series without obviously going back into it but like um i think it was episode 
two or three. The one where they're like cycling for merits, that that thing, mm-hmm. right? where, where he's constantly trying to skip the video and he can't because they won't let him because he hasn't got enough credit. It's that kind of thing. But yeah, what's, what's, your, what's your big spoiler? I think people have got enough time to uh, fast forward. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a crazy crazy series like until uh a friend in common uh started talking on our chat when we were doing planning just about oh my god mind blown look you got to check out this tech kind of thing uh it i couldn't get through the first episode i was just like good god this is freaky this the first episode is very weird that's that's the um the the pig episode The, the pig pilot thing yeah if you've yeah, ever seen yeah. the movie Deliverance, you'll know what I'm talking about, sort of. You know, bend over and squeal like a pig. Yeah, I mean, that sums it up, right? <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. But. It, it, it kind of threw me off. I was watching it with my wife, and we were like, yeah, how about no? And then I, I later uh, skipped to the next uh, few episodes. And the, thing- the tech uh, portrayed fully. Well, this is it, right? In episode one, I think it <laughs> let everything else down because there is no tech like you know the whole thing is is supposed to be subtle tech or the way we look at the community or the way that we use technology in this way episode one is like it could be a totally different irrelevant series oh yeah it it definitely went into talking about uh cyber terrorism as i would think but you know like memory um the memory implant it made me think of outer limits um Season three, episode five, which actually aired February 7th, 1997. And yeah, I'm not going to date myself or anything, but uh, that was uh, a definite interest to made me that much more interested in tech because it showed an implantable memory implant of sorts that also had um, like Wi-Fi connectivity and worldwide internet connection as well, in which people could just download. And I'm pretty sure this was like, pre-Matrix time, because I think Matrix came around 99, 2000. My favorite film in the world. And, you know, they introduced that same realm of learning again of, oh, let me download this really quick, and then I know Kung Fu. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it? Um, I'm going to learn Kung Fu. Oh, I know someone's going to rip me if I get that wrong, but th- there we go. It's, it's, I've seen a, some of the memes going around like, I'm going to learn Java. <laughs> I would love that. That would be so <laughs> handy. But it just makes me wonder what, what the future holds for implantable tech like that. And also, I wonder if people would actually want that kind of technology. Like, it seems awesome because the little things you forget, but if you want, you have to see this episode. Because if I, if, I, if I came to you with a pitch, right, and said, hey, listeners, we've come out with something that's amazing. You just put it in the back of your head. It's about the size of a normal XMT. And you can revert, re, re, rewind time, watch things again, things like that. You think, wow, amazing. How can this go wrong? But the episode is so well done. Uh-huh. You just don't think about the consequences of the technology. And, um, you know, it sort of brings it home in a way that we, you, without trying to get too serious, like everything we develop, we need to kind of consider every eventuality of that technology, which is why I get so annoyed when people are saying things like, you know, the, the privacy around the RFID tags, because what they're doing is they're, they're deflecting from the purpose of actually, you know, having that sort of responsibility. And that is why I get annoyed. You, you're taking time off things that should be looked at. And especially talking about pr- privacy and vulnerabilities and responsible reporting of those vulnerabilities, it just seems like there's a whole ecosystem of working uh, poorly managed, poorly made uh, software out there. And yet bug hunting, it, even though it's 
a lot of people in that realm consider themselves like white hat hackers. They're more gray hat than anything because you know they're not reporting responsibly. They're holding out for whoever will um, uh, pay the most for that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, it could be like ransomware in the end, couldn't it? But I, it just makes me really think about um, the U key, which is now called the Vivo key. Whenever, as soon as that comes into beta, it really makes me look forward to looking at the encryption that's used in it. And I'm, I personally am working my way through Earn Java the hard way because <laughs> that is, you know, that whole series often enough is like one of the first things thrown out as an easy way to learn uh, programming in general. Like uh, my wife went through learn Python the hard way before I even got past the third chapter and can do a decent amount of programming, which kind of frustrates me to say the <laughs> least because she's doing this for fun and I'm trying to do it for a skill I can use in my livelihood. It's just one of those funny things. It's just like, okay, one of these days, I'll be working at a place where they're desperately saying, we need coders. Anybody got any coders sitting at their house that's not doing anything? I'll be like, yeah, my wife. <laughs> she uh, think- studies this for fun, but hey, it makes me go back to you know college when I was studying art and theology, and then I would read genetics theory and physics theory textbooks for fun and uh that's when i I ran into a friend of mine that was a professor there who worked in sciences and he was like so um why are you studying art and theology if you're doing this for fun do this you know as your life you know if this is fun do this that way you won't ever actually work a day in your life and i was like well the other is fun it's just i need something different otherwise my brain's going to be stuck on the other stuff that is why i'm a developer yeah it's like i read martin luther um theory and discussion and new testament commentary and old testament commentary along with uh translations and the original languages for work and then i want to read genetics theory and physics theory and you know excluding all the math of course because i personally hate math uh i suck at it if i can't do it in my head it's not worth doing in my opinion but yeah so be it yeah you've got me uh you got me quoted on that if it's not able to be done in your head it's not worth doing but yeah i've learned that's a kind of a bullshit cop-out in my own life because there's so many things you got to work out on paper whiteboards or just struggling with a keyboard until you're ready to bash your neighbor with that said keyboard uh, that are very valuable and life-changing but i think um usually with, with programming like i like doing it which is the reason why i've, I've chosen to though this weekend I spent pretty much the whole weekend trying to get the um, Alexa, you know, Alexa. If, if any of you are listening to this on your Alexa, it's just going to ping off when I keep saying Alexa. So I'll stop saying Alexa now. And uh, Alexa, power on. <laughs> Alexa, power on. You want to say, uh, Alexa, set the volume to 10, and then they can listen to us really loud. Um, but so would it, if we're doing this recording and they're listening through Alexa or they have one of those Amazon echoes in the house. If, and they're listening to it on speaker in some way, could we totally do Alexa search for black Sabbath and then it'll, um, screw up their and then yeah and then, no and then start playing the music <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly that right. might be yeah. kind of fun yes alexa um, search for iron butterfly <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that was going to be a subscribe to dangerous minds podcast but unfortunately there isn't but yeah I've, this whole weekend i've been trying to make a way that i can call a web service 
So it goes through the API, calls a web service, then like is attached to an Arduino, which will then control my home automation system. And the amount of trouble I've had with certificates, that is it, just certificates, because Amazon want HTTPS, they want it to be over a secure socket level layer, they only want self-signed to be from a certain amount of providers in a certain way. And oh, I've managed to do it, so now I'm just going to upload it to the Pi and hopefully it'll work, but it's been a pain. Actually, it sounds like uh, there's a talk that a buddy of mine from Houston Hackers Association uh, did in which he took his Amazon Echo, hooked it up through Raspberry Pi and his uh, garage door opener, so to speak, which controls the gate at his apartment complex and also hooked it up to a web server. And so therefore, he can trigger his Alexa to open up the gate for himself or his girlfriend or anybody else as well as um, specific websites that he's set up for individuals that he trusts to come over to his house. They can totally trigger it through their phone, his his phone, what have you, that secure you know, page, and then open up the gate to get into his apartment complex. And it's pretty cool. so it logs it too. So that, you know, it, I, I think it, I'm pretty sure he said it, it logs it and then dumps it to like an Excel sheet. So it can come back later and be like, okay, so who, who came by, you know, who opened the gate kind of thing. Just seems like something totally fun that I would love to do. But uh, it makes me wonder if the same thing could be done with Amazon's cheap version of the Echo, which is Alexa, and the $50 one compared to like the $100. Hundred dollar one. Yeah, so I'm I'm using the dot. The dot and the echo are not too different, apart from the the speaker. But what I've found is turning on and off devices is pretty easy because you can make them see it as like a, a Wemo device, uh-huh. like a Belkin thing. But it's everything else is is quite difficult. But yeah, I'm just working on that at the moment. Um, you've been busy this week, no? Yeah, um, and that like you mentioned, uh, new subscribers and downloads uh, stats that we've been monitoring and uh, throwing in through our planning channel. Yeah, uh, needless to say, working with Profe's Bio Studios at the New Worlds Conference in Austin turned out to be great because I I'm mostly spent my time sitting uh, sitting at the booth for Profe's and introducing people to algae bioreactors to where they can grow algae, spiraling algae in their in their home, which is just a blue green algae that you can eat. All you do have to do is like filter it out of the uh, very salt, uh, salt and baking soda mixtured uh, and environment and water. Filter it out, either dry it out if you so desire to use it as a powder or like a brick. Um, but like they, uh, I remember them saying uh, when one of the Profase people were actually there that kept saying that it's supposedly that much healthier and a lot more vitamins, all that jazz when it's live. So all you have to do is filter it and eat it. Lovely. And, uh, does it taste good? How does it taste? Uh, it doesn't really taste like anything. It's kind of like a normal tofu that you get at the supermarket. It doesn't have any flavor until you cook it. But, uh, yeah, at this point, it seems very interesting. Uh, idea to build one of those and other things and then be able to incorporate it in your own uh, home environment. Just by setting it up and the... In the in a window or what have you, and it's kind of great for like apartment living in urban, what have you. Anyhow, um, yeah, we've we've 
broken through many records as far as downloads um, for the past two weeks, which we track uh, weekly through uh, the, the service that we uh, use to create our RSS feed because, well, I like to do things as easy as I can. And it just works, has worked out amazingly. And I'm hoping that um, the week after my talk on Friday at ACC, which I'm definitely going to plug DangerousSayings.com, our sponsor, Profase Bio Studios, which is interested in developing a partnership with us as well as just the podcast in general. I'm hoping that will develop into a very interesting couple of weeks of statistics tracking at that point. It'll be quite useful. Maybe I can uh, link it up with uh, an Alexa call. (laughs) How many subscribers do we have? <laughs> um, yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of a fun uh, thing if I if we can figure out how to have it. It's like during recording, have a nice mic by Alexa and be like, Alexa, what's our current stats? Yeah, wow. how many downloads do we have? <laughs> um, oh yeah, talking about dangerous um, things as well. Um, they came out with a support tool which I think will be great for a lot of people. It's to do with the uh, XMT, so the NFC compliant one. Um, if you've got any issues with those, you've got two options. One is to erase data, so sometimes this will fix it, probably in 90% of the cases. And the other way that you can do it is you can actually email directly to uh, dangerous things your your tag scan and hopefully get a reply with with the way to fix it so that that's, that's sort of like the first step into helping everyone else that things are going going wrong on the rare occasions that they do makes me wonder if that also could come in handy with flex mt even though it's still in private beta right now uh yeah it should, should work as this, the same way with the uh, flex mt as well oh, very cool but as our time has come come to close we definitely want to say you know if you have a story that you think should be mentioned or topic, as in you know today's case, please post it on our Facebook page wall or message it to us through you know on Twitter or email it through info at dangerousminds.io. Keep in mind, you know, Dangerous Minds podcast is here for you most often weekly, sometimes bi or tri-weekly, depending on how much content we're able to get out at that time in order to bring you interviews focusing on the people in tech as well as news relevant to our common interest of biohacking, grinding, and implantable technology. So please stay tuned as we further explore this evolving subject. You know, we just want to take the time to say thank you so much because our listeners, we would not be still doing this if it wasn't for y'all. And we would really love to hear what you think about it. And, you know, please take the time to drop us a line, send us a uh, post on the wall, or if you really love us and you want to see more from us. Yes, we're going for the heartstrings right now, people. Um, we want you, if you're able... I should play the violin in the background. Yes, you that or like a, a more, more, more trumpet. <laughs> and then say, if you really love us, you want to show us you love us. No, don't go to Jared and get us a ring because we're not that kind of people. Um, please, you know post a review for us on like Google, Google Play Music, iTunes. Um, if you have the podcast there, you know, for all you Mac users, iOS users, Windows users, whatever, you know, please post us a review. It helps us. It lets us get to higher stats in the ratings, in the searching. When you do a search for Dangerous Minds or biohacking or tech in general, 
it'll, it'll help us pop up in other people's search and help us also be able to leverage towards projects in the future. But keep in mind, this isn't our podcast. This is your podcast. This is about learning and sharing and the community of biohacking and grinding and implantable technology. And we're, as you can see from some of the guests, expanding that further to neurotechnology, biotechnology, and just science in general. Yeah, it, it makes me think that there's going to need to be a rewrite of the intro, what have you. But so be it. We're, we're just looking for our niche and trying to learn as much as possible. So perhaps one day indeed, we might get to talk to you and have that pleasure of a good conversation and learn about the work that you're doing, the projects that you're working on, and what you're exploring, what you're developing. But until next week, dear listeners, seek the spark. Science for life, and that's my direction. Instead of be bows, my home is throw exceptions.